You are listening to Jai Long, and this is the Educators Rising podcast. Now, I know you have big questions. How do people like you and me make it as an educator? How do we sell online courses? How do we successfully coach the people around us, bring everybody up in our industry and take our lives and our knowledge to the next level? If you are obsessed like I am and you're thinking that's exactly you, that's exactly where you want to be, then this show is going to be for you. We're going to obsess over all those little things that are going to end up getting you big results. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back to the show. Why does my sales page suck and how do we make it amazing? If you know me, you know that I love sales pages. I don't know why. I don't know where this obsession came from. But a sales page is so satisfying to create something, you put it out in the world, you see it work, and when it works, it works well. And when it doesn't, there's a lot of levers that we can pull to fix it. Today, I want to go over 10 reasons why your sales page sucks and why it may not be working the way that you want it to work. Now, in reverse, if we're thinking about this subject here, I want you to think about the things you can work on your sales page to make it amazing. Having an amazing sales page can really change the game for you, no matter if you have it for your digital course, for your coaching program, for a workshop, for presets or templates or plugins or whatever it is that you sell. Or if you've got a service-based business, you can use sales pages for literally everything. Now, personally, I use a sales page just to get reviews from people or for opt-in pages or to sell things that sometimes it doesn't even cost money. You know, we're always making a sale. Why not use a sales page? So before we get started, I am actually hosting a workshop and launching my signature program in November and it's called Course Launcher. I am so excited about this thing. I announced it in 2020. We've been working on it ever since and finally I am going to have it at a point where I can get in some founding members and that will happen on the 21st of November. I'm going to open up, do a live, you know, shebang thing, get people in. You know, if you want to be a founding member and you want to launch a digital course and you want me to personally coach you through the process from ideation to creation to monetization, everything else, then you're in luck because everything that I have done to sell over $7 million worth of courses in the last three years, I am putting that in into a framework that I know you'll be able to get results from. The reason why I know is because I've actually plug this into a lot of my competitors' courses and I've helped a lot of my competitors create some amazing courses and they're doing big sales, they're doing big things. So if it worked for me and it worked for them, it's probably going to work for you. If you do want to know more, then just head over to the show notes down below and there's a link that says waitlist, join that. It says waitlist to course launcher and I'm going to send you some updates, some emails and everything else and it's going to be a lot of fun. If you just want to join the Cedar Spectacle, like just do that. You know, come in there, the chatbot will be going, you can talk to people and everything else. So let's get into today's episode. So first of all, let's start off with what is a sales page? I want to keep this as fast as possible because I want you to sort of glide over this and I don't want it to be bogged down of too much around information around sales pages because trust me, you can go deep on sales pages. Like I have bought courses that are multiple thousands of dollars just on sales pages and over the last like three, four years, The sales pages that I have built, like I've said before, I've done over $7 million in sales, which is crazy to process that much through my sales pages. So I feel like I've got some experience when it comes to sales pages and little things on it. So what I'm going to talk about today is the 10 things, but what is a sales page? Essentially, a sales page is 
one page that doesn't link to anywhere else except to your checkout page. It has information on this page and it hooks people in. It gives them enough buying information and it sends them to a clear and actionable call to action that sends them on their way so they can purchase and they can finalize the sale. That's what a sales page is. It's not a website page. It's not anything else. A lot of people will call it the start of a funnel. Yes, but it is a standalone page. There's no navigation. There's nothing else except you've got one call to action and that is buy my course, buy my template, buy my presets, You know, sign up to my workshop, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're selling. So that's what a sales page is. Sales pages, they generally follow a really simple order and that's hook, story, offer. I mean, most websites should follow that anyway, but I want you to think about that when you're building your sales page. Hook, story, offer. Your sales page is only going to be as good as the hook. So if your hook sucks, then people are not going to scroll through. They're not going to look at the rest and you're going to lose people really fast. If the story doesn't sell, we're going to go through all of this stuff, by the way, then there's not enough buying information. It doesn't sell in the right way or to the wrong person, like whatever it is, you're just not going to make a sale. And if there's no call to action, you know, if there's no offer at the end, of course, no one's going to be compelled to buy something. Now, in the service-based industry, because I work with a lot of um, photographers, one of the biggest things that I see, a big mistake that they make, is at the bottom of their page, they always have a big, gigantic link to their Instagram account. Like, why would you ever want someone to follow you on Instagram? Like, call to action is to get more followers on Instagram. And I don't want to see the same mistakes happen in this industry, where people are sending people off to their Instagram, to their YouTube, to their podcast to other services, to their blog, to their friend's blog, you know, nothing else, to to their sponsors. I mean, that's the worst one. When you got click-throughs to sponsor links, like don't give a click-through to a sponsor link, you're going to lose a sale. So make sure the only click that you can have, I do have cl- two clicks, I've got to be honest. I've got one click, well, all the call to actions go to my checkout page, but I do have one more click and that is to see more reviews. That's all. And I know that's a no-no. Shouldn't send people off to see more reviews, of course. But I just figured if they're not sold, then maybe they need to see a little bit more social proof and that's totally fine. So let's get into number one. Number one reason why your sales page sucks is because of the copy and messaging. Now, copywriting is one of the most important things in your business, period. Okay. Because essentially what it is, is you doing the sales without making a phone call, without talking in person, and you're automating the process. Now, often I hear people say, especially when you're selling a high ticket offer with your course, and they say, I never make sales unless I make a phone call. And when I make a phone call and I get them on the call, I always sell to them. I'm like, good. It's because you're good at sales, but you're not good at copy. Because if you're good at copy, the same things that you're saying in that call, you could be addressing all those limiting beliefs, creating all that desire, all that urgency, everything else in with the copy on your sales page. People don't love to jump on calls with people just for the sake of it. Like, let's be honest. The only reason why someone jumps on a call with you is because you didn't serve them the right information on the sales page. If you did, they would buy. If you didn't, they want to call and they want to know more. I mean, that's the reason. So make sure the copy in the messaging on your sales page is on point. And I want you to obsess over this. It is the main thing, like the way that you write, the open-ended questions that you ask, the tone of voice, the information that you put in, not too much, not too less. There is so much when it comes to sales pages. Now, number two is the hook. Okay, so the hook is the copy at the start of your page, but what is it? You know, often 
people don't really think about it, but it's one of the most th- important things. Like the headline. If I land on your sales page and the headline doesn't pull me in and evoke some sort of emotion that's going to get a reaction and hopefully that reaction is going to go into an action and the action is going to be for me to scroll down, then you probably lost me. So it's really important that you have something on there. And the hooks that I know that work really well for me is asking open-ended questions that I know will be answered later on down the track, like as in down the page. So it could be something like, can you double your leads in 15 minutes? Let's find out. Scroll down. You know, so if I said something like that, you probably would scroll down because you're like, well, can I? It opens a loop and humans love to close the loop. We don't like to be hanging where there's something there and we haven't finished. So open a loop for people is the best hook. Plus there's so many other hooks and you can go research hooks, but we need a really good hook to pull people down. Number three, maybe you call it action sucks and it could be so many reasons why you call it action sucks. Maybe you just had like a buy now button and you haven't changed up the copy on the button itself. Maybe the button's the wrong color or the wrong luminance. It could be too bright or too dark. It could be so the wrong color, wrong tone of color. So it could be bright green, dark green. It makes a huge difference. Could be orange, bright orange, dark orange. Could be red, could be bright red, could be dark red. And then the contrast between the words on the button opposed to it being too close to the same color to being very contrasty. You want it so it stands out. Now, human psychology shows that if you're on a website, your button should be a different color to anything else that's on that sales page because people, when you're scrolling through, you're kind of scrolling through and your eye gets attracted by that thing that sticks out. So there can be a lot of information, photos, videos and stuff, but you want them to reconfirm over and over, ah, there's the buy button. Okay, I understand. That's the next thing I've got to do. They can scroll past it to the next one, the next thing I've got to do. Now, not only does the color matter and the luminance matter and the contrast matter, of course, but position matters. So often on the sales page, you probably see a lot of call to actions and that's because of a very good reason. A sales page generally is pretty long and the reason why it's long is because you want to write to two different buyers. One buyer is a turtle and one buyer is a rabbit. A rabbit is an impulse buyer that will see the first call to action, they've heard enough, they'll buy the thing after the first hook. Where a rabbit, they're very considered. They want to go through and they want to make sure they're making the right decision. So they're going to look even further, dig in deeper and then really make sure that they know exactly what they're buying. So the reason why we have lots of call to actions is because you don't know when that aha moment happens for them when they're going down the page. It might be straight away, it might be halfway down, it might be all the way at the very bottom. So having a call to action in multiple places is going to be key because you don't know when someone needs that and you want it to be there for them as fast as possible without them scrolling or clicking or or doing anything else to get to it. Another thing that I do sometimes, I'll have it sticky at the top so it's always in frame, always on the page and then once they read enough information, they can go over and click that call to action. Hey, if you're a course creator or you're a coach and you're looking for the perfect platform to host your email list, your actual content, your courses, your coaching, everything else, then Kajabi is where it's at. I personally use it. It's a one-stop shop. It has everything in there from funnels to website building to email lists to 
course creation and everything else. And hey, it can save you so much money when you get rid of all those other subscriptions and just get straight into Kajabi. So Kajabi has actually helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like yourself make billions of dollars over the last few years. And I believe you are no different. You need to get in there and give it a try. And if you do so, I'm giving you a 30-day trial period right now. All you have to do is head over to jialong.co forward slash Kajabi. So to claim your 30 days, head over to jialong.co forward slash Kajabi. Number four, the social proof. Maybe you have no social proof. You're not selling any of your digital courses, no sign-ups to your workshop, no one's signing up to your online coaching course because there's no social proof. And people will not buy if it's not proven to actually work, especially a digital product. So it's really important that we put a lot of time in the social proof. And then once we get that social proof and we work hard for it and we get results for people, then we can populate our sales page and show people that proof. And it could be in a video, could be a case study, could be reviews from Google, from Facebook, could be reviews from whatever, wherever you get reviews. It could be, what else could it be? Screenshots. Could be screenshots of your DMs or your Facebook group or something like that. But make sure you ask the people that you're screenshotting. But it could be multiple things. It could literally just be in the wording that you use where you say, our community is this big and I've worked with this many brands and I've done this much stuff. Like social proof. Connect yourself with other brands. Connect yourself with other people. Show the results that you've created because that's why people are there interested. They want to see that someone else trusts you. They got those results and now they have a chance to do the same. Number five, it's the UX, user experience. The user experience is really important because with a lot of websites, people tend to do a lot of work for Google. So all the time I hear this, they're like, it's got to be optimized for SEO. Like it has to be SEO is the most important thing, which I'm going to do a whole podcast on this, but it's absolutely not. It's for humans. You need to design for humans. It's the most important thing. And while everyone's talking about SEO on sales pages, SEO is not really a thing because it's not really around long enough. It's more digital marketing where you're pushing in front of people through ads, through content, you know, things like that. Not so much waiting around for someone to find you on Google. So the user experience is more important than the SEO, the UX. User experience is like getting on there, how long did it take to load, how quickly could they find the information, what information was on there, how good was the copy, how good was the creative, could they find the call to actions, you know, how well is it designed, how good does it look, is it a pleasure to be on, does it build trust, does it create desire, you know, all these different things. So I want you to really think about the UX design of your website. Is it too cluttered? Is it enough breathing space? Is it minimal? Is it trendy? You know, all that kind of stuff. Number six, the creative. You know, so often I've seen this beautiful sales page and then it falls short because the creative, when I talk about creative, it's the images, the banner images, background images, the videos, they suck. And there's no reason for them to. There's amazing photographers out there that you can hire. You can literally take amazing selfies on iPhones these days with great filters. There's a lot that you can do to get a great photo. There's amazing tutorials out there. You can take a photo. I mean, basically, as long as you're standing next to a, a window and you're getting natural light on your face, like you should be pretty good. But I do think you should really think about the creative. As in like, I want you to splurge a little bit 
and hire a photographer and do a photo shoot for yourself, for your new sales page or for your products. You know, if you've got a new product, you've got a new journal you're selling, you've got whatever it is, you've got a workshop, like, you know, really put some time and consideration in the videos and the images that you're going to put on your website because it's going to create trust and desire and it shows a whole nother level of, well, yeah, desire, like a whole nother level of professionalism and trust. You know, when I see someone that's like really shown up for themselves and got some great photos and great mock-ups and great graphics and, you know, all that kind of stuff, I'm like, yes, this person cares. I want to learn from that person. So number six, the creative. Number seven, there's no information. I've seen this so often. You get on someone's sales page and I'm like, what am I looking at? What am I expected to buy here? Why am I here? I don't even know. You know, so you see this all the time. Like, when does it start? Where is it? Is it online? Is it offline? What happens? What what, what are the modules? Now, you don't need all the facts and the figures, but you do need some buying information because people won't buy the facts and figures, but they won't be deterred by the facts and figures because the facts and figures are the thing to bat like so they're gonna buy on the emotional stories, but then the facts and figures are gonna drive home that it's a good idea. And it's the thing they're gonna show their partner when they're like, Do you think I should sign up to this? And they're like, look at the facts and figures, and the partner's gonna go, Oh, yeah, okay, so we could make some money, we could save some time, we could do, you know, these outcomes. Like it sounds like a good idea. But if you don't have the facts and figures, it feels like a ripoff. And I'd probably want to make a phone call to you to find out more because I'm just, it hasn't satisfied that itch. And when there's enough information on there, people don't even realize it. They just feel comfortable buying it and they will make that decision. Don't forget rabbits and turtles. A lot of people try and sell just to the rabbit. The person that wants impulse buyer, they see the first button and that's it. But you have turtles and they're going around your website. They're going to book that, mark that. They're going to come back like a week later. And then they're going to come back six months later. I have people buying my course like a year later because they just wanted to make sure they made the right decision. And that's totally fine. You've got to give them the option. Really important. Number eight, you have links that allows people to leave your page without buying. So I said this one at the very start, but this is another reason why your sales page sucks. You've got links going out to your sponsors or to brands that you work with or to attendees or to past clients or to your home page or your about page or your pricing page or on some other page they shouldn't be. Your Instagram account, your YouTube, your podcast, no links to nothing else. Link to buy, that's it. That's what a sales page does. It's a funnel. It funnels them onto the page. They see the hook. They have a look. They go through. They read the story. They understand it all. They fall in love. They see the facts and figures. They get down and they're like, okay, I'm ready to go. Now, the last thing you want them to do is like, oh, Instagram. I'm going to go check that out first, actually. You want them to go and buy. Number nine, there's no urgency. If there's no urgency, then no one's going to buy and it needs to be ethical, needs to be true. So it's really important to create true urgency. So people, when they get on there, like they're like, oh, I need to take action now. And it could be doors are closing soon to your digital course. It could be fast action bonuses going away. It could be um, save money to buy before this time or save or get extra something if you buy before after this time, whatever it is. But creating some sort of urgency is going to supercharge a sales page. And if you don't have it, it's going to be really hard for you to get big sales. And number 10, before I get into number 10, I want to recap. Number one, the copy and messaging. Oh my God, so important. 
please, I want you to I want you to have dreams about copy. I want you to have dreams where you just change one little thing on your sales page and you made a whole lot more money on your digital courses. Dream about that shit, man. I dream about it all the time. Like copy is so important. I'm always obsessing over it, looking around for it. You got to. Number two, the hook is like, how are you going to get people to read the page? Number three, call to action. What color is it? Where is it? Placement. What does it look like? How well does it work? How many do you have? Everything else. Does it actually work? Number four, social proof. Do you have enough? Can you create more? Can you go and do some mentoring for someone for free? Could you get a review from a friend or from a colleague or from a trusted, someone else trusted and big in the industry? So then that way you've got more trust on your page. Number five, the UX. We don't need SEO on this. Remember, we want user experience, humans. We're designing for humans, emotional humans that are looking to solve a problem. That's why they're on your sales page. Number six, the creative. You know you can do better and I know I can do better. Let's make a pledge and go and do a photo shoot before the end of the year. Let's go get some fresh photos, put it on there. New videos, new graphics, new mock-ups, like let's do the works. Let's make our sales pages epic and show people we care about our business and about our products. Number seven, no information. You need more information on that sales page. I don't want it to suck. I want it to sell. So it's going to be really important that you have a lot of information on that sales page to sell to the rabbits and the turtles. Number eight, has links that allows them to leave the page without buying. This is a huge no-no. Delete those links, make that change. And number nine, no urgency. If you got no urgency, there isn't a reason for someone to buy. That's literally the fundamentals of any business, by the way, like all the time. Like if someone walks in a brick and mortar store, if they don't buy at that point, the urgency is, well, they have to come all the way back to the shop to buy again and also someone else could buy it before they do so there's a lot of different urgency there with online stuff you're selling like a course you're selling coaching whatever it is there's different urgency but we need to create it in there ethical urgency and number 10 last but not least on my favorite subject is sales pages and trust me i want to create a whole course on sales pages one day but hey i'm actually including it in my in my coaching course program it's coming out in november like i'm going deep on it it's so much fun number 10 you have no traffic. If you have no traffic, it doesn't matter how good your sales page is. And the reason why I put that in there, I know it sounds obvious and it's marketing, it's nothing to do with your sales page, but if you don't know people are getting on your sales page and then you're like, oh man, maybe Jai told me I need to change the copy or it's the hook or it's the call to action, it's the social proof, it's the UX, it's the creative, blah, blah, blah. It simply may be there's just not enough people on your website to be honest. And I actually see this as the, being the biggest problem. Make sure you do have something like Google Analytics, like plugged into your sales page, or if you're using a third-party app like Kajabi or something like that, uh, and they can actually track the views of your sales page. That's good. That's what you want because you want to track the conversion of, of your sales page too. But if you've only had like say 50 or 100 people in your sales page, mm, can you expect to have sold a lot of stuff? Like honestly... I don't think so. Maybe you sold one or two things, you know, 2% conversion rate there. But honestly, you need more people because usually the first couple of hundred people just have a look around as well. So get more traffic on your website before you make more changes and get hasty on me. I want you to make sure that you know that it's not working before you go on there. And here's a little bonus tip. 
Personally, I use a program called Hotjar. Now, Hotjar is really good because Hotjar actually allows me to track where people are on the website and what they click and which call to action they click and where they spend most of the time and everything else. And it's really good. So that's it for today. Don't forget to join that waitlist for the course launcher and I will see you next week. Hey, Riser, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm excited to see the big results that you get and celebrate those wins. If you do want to join my community, I have a Facebook group called Educators Rising, and I believe it's the place that you need to be if you want to share your wins, you want to share your strategies and everything else. I do show up live and I do get in there and interact with everybody. So it's a lot of fun. Also, if you're a creative entrepreneur, I do have a podcast show called Make Your Break. It's incredible. We have so many good speakers. There's lots of motivation, inspiration, tips and tricks, strategies and everything else. So be sure to check those out on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll see you soon. Thank you.